0: Hello, and welcome to the Superhero by Design podcast, a show where we interview real life superheroes. My name is Ace, and I'll be your host. My next guest is someone whose story can resonate with everyone listening in one way or another. From working dead-end jobs that were unrewarding to having to raise a newborn child all by herself. Fast forward a few years, and this woman is running a real estate empire. All the while, empowering and mentoring others to achieve similar success. It is an absolute pleasure to have this woman on the show today. Let's give a superhero by design welcome. No, let's give a wonderful welcome to Dwan Bent Twyford. Dwan, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I like that intro. I love it.
0: Nothing but the best. And before we get started, I am so excited to have you on the show because I was on your show earlier. And so, for everybody listening, Dwan is a rock star real estate investor, very successful blogger, best selling author, fabulous trainer, amazing mother, adoring partner, and hosts a wildly popular podcast called The Most Dwandaful Real Estate Podcast Ever. For more information on her and all the amazing things that this woman does in her life, go to her website, dwanderful.com. That is spelled D-W-A-N-D-E-R-F-U-L. And so I am so excited to have you on the show because like I said, I was on your podcast, the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. So for everybody listening that loves real estate, you don't even have to love real estate. If you love amazing people, check out her podcast. And like we say, to grow these podcasts, subscribe, Rate them five stars. This is how the word spreads. This is how we can spread the superhero message. And this woman is a superhero and you are gonna find out here very shortly. So without further ado, well, I start off this podcast. Very...
1: Oh, I humble.
0: It is, hey, the pleasure is all over here. I'm actually blushing right now. So <laughs> I start off every show with a curveball with a very, very difficult question. So are you ready to get this started? Go. All right. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing so good. I had the pleasure of getting to know you uh, earlier when I interviewed you, and I just love you and your heart and your spirit and what you stand for. So I am great and I am grateful and happy to be on your show with you.
0: Well, I am so grateful to have you here. And for anyone who doesn't know who Dwan is, she is, like I said in the intro, a phenomenal. Real estate investor, mother, partner, the list keeps going on and on and me, on. Me, you I'm have done so many Mimi <laughs> as well. and so for everybody listening out there, have you where where did you come from? Like, if people watching on YouTube can see you've got beautiful, crazy I don't even know what color it is magenta, purple it's pink, hair. pink and
1: purple hair combo.
0: Did you come out of the wound looking like that or is there maybe an origin story to who you have become today?
1: Ah, so, you know, I was actually uh, born and raised in Ohio. And as I was telling you, my whole family, uh, all, every cousin, grandparent, everyone is all from Tennessee. So I just, I spent so much of my life in Tennessee. I love it. And, you know, I get a little older. I'm like, oh, I live in Ohio, I live in Florida. And so I moved Florida, right out of high school. And, you know, in my 20s, it was the 80s. So I was stupid, drugs, drinking, cocaine, like your name. And I was all in on the disco, the big hair, like all the stuff. And I got older. I got married, I had a baby when I was 30. I really have no job skills at this point. Like I've been literally fired from Denny. like fired from Denny's on 13. Oh no, 10 and six in the morning fight <laughs> who gets fired from denny's in the middle of the night like really and um anyway when my daughter was eight months old her dad and i went through an unexpected separation and a divorce and so now i'm like okay i'm 30 years old i have a baby i literally partied my entire 20s away and i have no job skills i have no education i have no college, just like I have no idea what even I should do or try to do, or nothing. Like honestly, I was just like thrown to the wolves, basically. And you know, back then, like in like nineteen ninety, if anyone wants to go look for a job, there was no internet, there was no oh, you can just go on and d like none of that. So you had to go in the classified section of the newspaper, you know, go to job interviews and make phone calls, all the stuff. So I'm pre-Google, <laughs> pre-internet as far as my. But I met some guys and they go, like, oh, you know, we buy houses, house, so we fix them up, we sell them. And I was looking for something where I could work for myself, raise my daughter, not put her in daycare. So I, I waited to, to be older and 30 is not old in today's standards. But 35 years ago, I was like the last one of all my friends that had kids. That was yeah. old then. And I wanted to be that Girl Scout mom and the homeroom mom and the fun mom and the disco ball mom and you know and I feel like my dreams were sort of shattered for a second. I thought, well, I'm going to figure out a way to work from home, raise my daughter, and still have the things I want. You know, minus my loser husband. And honestly, I met some guys, and they're like, "Well, we buy houses, we pick them up, we sell them." And I remember, and again, I to remember, I'm I'm younger, I know nothing about this and they're nothing about real estate. So I hear them saying, we buy houses, house, we fix them up. And my mind is like, oh, they decorate. I could buy a house. I could decorate it. <laughs> I have work days. Yeah. It'll be mob. I'll decorate. I'll sell houses. Like, how hard could that possibly be? I'm going to do that. And so I swear to God, on my first deal, I had no idea I was fixing to react. I thought I was going to get this house. I went knocking on doors. I found a, another woman going through a situation. I said, hey, listen, you know, we can help each other. You move out. I'll move in. I'll fix it. I'll decorate it. We'll split the profit. Like the whole thing was done on a hug and a handshake. I didn't even have a contract. So, like that's oh, how wow. naive.
0: Yeah.
1: And Barbara's like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, so she moved out. I move in. I got my baby. I decorate. Carpet, paint, custom-made blinds. I was looking around the house. I'm like, this house has a green kitchen, this house has like yellow oh appliances, this house has a bathroom of like from, I don't even know. And I thought, I'm going to fix this stuff up. And so then I recognized huh, fixing up was not decorating. It was rehab. And Correct. I had no rehab yep. skill. So I went to Home Depot, they had classes, they had live classes. I go to Home Depot like twice a week. I take a class I learned how to tile, tile the kitchen. I learned how to put in toilets, put in toilets. And night when Ayla would be sleeping, I'd be building cabinets and making screens for the windows. I rehabbed this whole house. Like 90% of it by myself. And I sold it and I made $22,000. And for me at that time, that was like a million dollars. I was like, oh my God, I have $22,000 at a bank. I'm so rich. I rehabbed this house. Ayla was with me every day. Oh, that's the best thing that's ever happened. And then I did a second house. I did a third house. And by the fourth house, I was like, you know what? I like doing this. I'm going to be a real estate. So unlike a lot of people today, like listening to your show, or my show, they're like, I'm interested in real estate investing. I was interested in how do I not raise my daughter in daycare, and I thought I was going to become a decorator, and I was an investor. And then I thought, you know what? I really like doing this. I like I was really angry. So working with their hands and busting cabinets or flesh hair ring thing was to their death worked me through all my anger issues of my ex. So it was great therapy.
0: Good therapy, yeah. It, yeah exactly. It was a
1: bad. I tell people if you're going through a nasty divorce, rehab a house. You don't need therapy. You rehab a house, you bust everything up, and you'll feel fine when you're done. And and I made that money on the house. And I was like, wow, that to me, that was just shocking amount of money for me to have and uh, and then the second house I did I made like $45,000 on that rehab then I made like nice. 20 on another one and I was like oh my god I made more money than any person I know on earth in this two-year period I'm doing this forever and now my daughter is 34 years old
0: incredible in- incredible story well it's I just really want to hit on a couple
1: I, I tell people my biggest after that, my biggest thing was I was so naive, I didn't realize what I was doing. And had I realized I was going to be rehabbing and using tools and doing things I did not know how to do, I probably would have talked myself out. Of it. I truly in my mind thought fixing up is decorating and who doesn't like to decorate? So
0: right. being naive
1: was right. my best friend.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, I love that you knew what you wanted in your life. You wanted to be able to be there for your daughter. You didn't want to put her in daycare and have somebody else essentially raise her for most part of her young life at that point. You wanted to be present. You wanted to be there. And yeah, maybe what you got into wasn't what you expected. But the thing about you is that by knowing what you wanted, the avenue didn't matter. Like it could have been real estate. It could have been stocks. It could have been who knows what. But the fact that you knew what you wanted and you weren't going to settle for anything short of that, that is the makings of a superhero because you've already got the end in sight. How you get there is secondary compared to what's really important to you. And I think that's incredible because, yeah, jumping feet first in, thinking that you're going to decorate and then it's a full on rehab like and oh. not knowing a single thing and just being like well I gotta I got myself in the and at this time I gotta oh. figure my way out of it but you did you you did not I have did an it. unsolvable problem I think I so many people their problems that they have stuck in their head is that their problems are unsolvable and the thing that I love so much about you from the little bit I know about you is everything is figure outable. I think they wrote a someone wrote a book about that but there that's is no word. problem that's You're unsolvable. It.
1: And, and, you know, to that point, when I was uh, looking in the newspaper, I was going to all these job interviews and I really had no, I didn't care what it was. I just know that I waited to be 30 to have kids so I could raise my kids. And I always tell people I got nothing against daycare. People use it. People love it. I have nothing against it. It's just, you know, my mom was able to stay home and raise me and my grandparents, like I wanted to do that, you know? Um, and, and so a lot of the interviews I went to were like multi-level marketing and you know there were things like that in like the late 80s and the 90s but the people yep. I met I kept seeing them at all these different hotel rooms and you know it was all pitching I'm like okay I totally see the value of multi-level marketing like I need to eat today and that's where I met these people I kept seeing them around I'm like what are you guys gonna do like you guys always show fancy cars or in my clothes like what the hell are you guys do? oh yeah we fixed up houses I was like I can do that. How hard could that be? Yeah, it's so much harder, but it wasn't because (laughs) I I did it and I worked through all my issues and I but I I like.
0: Yeah, another another super important thing that you just mentioned is wherever you want to go in life, find the people that are already there. Find the people that have already made it to wherever you want to go, and just go up to them and be like, "Hey." I want to be where you're at. How do, How can I do this? Like, it's literally as simple as that. They always say, give yeah, first. It really well, a- you know, exactly. And and you can give by just being friendly. By just saying, hey, I don't know anything, but you're driving this fancy car. You seem to have an amazing marriage or you have an amazing marriage. Like, what's your secret? People that are successful, the majority of them, I would say 99% of them, are successful because they love to grow, they love to give, they are good people. And so you go up to any one of them and if you're, you know, as long as you're not like pestering them and being a bother (laughs) at all of that, like people genuinely want to help other people, especially people that have made quote unquote made it. People that are happier want to share that happiness with others because they are at a higher frequency, they are at a different level. So don't be scared to go up to somebody who is where you want to be because chances are they're going to want to help you. And if they don't, if they brush you off, they Hollywood you, guess what? They just saved you a whole lot of time and trouble trying to get that person to help you. If they don't want to help you,
1: exactly it wasn't right. meant to be anyways. For, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, what are you going to do? And they could have said like, and get away from me. And I would have probably asked somebody else that who, I could be doing stops or something, right? But that that those were the people. I saw them and I was like, whatever they're doing. And, I, and plus I'm positive myself. So I'm like, well, as long as they're not selling drugs, you know, because, you know, <laughs> right. everybody's selling drugs in the 80s. As long as they're not selling drugs, whatever they're doing seems to clearly be working and I see them everywhere. So I'm going to find out what's happening.
0: Incredible. Well, and so. for people and for people that are listening in that are into real estate, real estate today wasn't what it was like 35 years ago. You had mentioned looking for properties and things like that and, and trying to get information on this. But can you talk a little bit about the industry itself? Just being a woman 35 years ago, because I think that in of itself is another superhero move that you were in an industry that was so, male dominated, especially back yeah. then. Can, can you go a little bit into that experience?
1: You know, and it honestly, still is today. Whenever I get invited to like one of these big multi speaker things, Sometimes I'm still, there's 15 people. I'm sometimes still the only woman, or maybe there's two of them. It still is the boys' club for sure. And when I started, there weren't RIA groups yet. This is like pre. I remember my first or second year, I saw a thing in the classified section. Like, hey, there's a RIA group. It's going to meet over here in Boca Raton, Florida. I thought, I'm going to go to that because maybe, you know, I, I really don't know other investors. Maybe there's other investors. And I go there and that's like 80 people show up to the first meeting. I was like, there are other people that do what I do. And there was one other woman, me and this other woman. Oh my Sharon. So I went and talked to her. We ended up having lunch. And within like two months, we started working together. And I am telling you, after i always finding houses on some of these guys, finding my own houses, doing rehabbing. And they always treated us like you guys are girls. Like, what do you possibly know about construction? Yeah, it was definitely the boys' pop. It, yeah, definitely. And they'd had meetings and lunches and not invited us. I was like, what's wrong with you guys? So I just thought, you know what I'll do? I'll just do the most business and I'll be the most successful so that they'll That's all come awesome. and ask me what I'm doing. So one of my first years of wholesaling, I wholesaled 75 house. And I went to every meeting. Oh, wow. I said, here's my chat. Here's what I'm doing. And within a few years, so like, can you talk to us about what you do? So I was like, I am not gonna be I don't wanna be in the boys' club. I'm gonna teach the boys who want to be a, a drum club.
0: <laughs> that is oh, right. No, I, 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 l- l- I love else. that Exactly. And we, we had talked about this a little bit earlier, not not having competition, being in a league of your own, doing things your way, separating yourself from the herd and just saying, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get on this, this freaking flight. And I'm going to fly past all of you guys. And you are just such an upbeat, positive, amazing person. And you just operate at a different frequency than most people that I meet. And, you know, the thing about operating at a higher frequency is you attract people that way. And like you had said, you were able to do 75 wholesale deals in year one. That's an for people listening that don't know much about real estate, that is an insane number by any measure. The any measure.
1: Cool. So I rehab for like four years. Because I only knew only knew rehabbing. And then I heard someone talking about wholesaling and I thought, well what is wholesaling? Like I can find them out and sell to the rehabber and non rehab.
0: Not rehab.
1: What is this? That's of heaven. And, and I was used to working hard and putting in hours. And I didn't have anyone to compare to because everyone really was kind of rehabbing at that time. But I'm going to wholesale. I'm, I'm wholesaling from now on. i knock mean, I get not all kinds of deals and I'll be breaking my back all the time. So my first year, I did wholesale 75. And then I remember one of the meetings, they were having like um, the ambassador of the year award. And we had to come with like proof of what we closed or. And I had this stack of things. I was like, I knew it 75. And the room was like, you hear a thin drop. And they're like, you decide if awesome. what? Oh, yeah. Here's all my folders. These are my checks, And I am telling you, the room was like, yeah, silent. And people were looking around like, is there ever was like, did you know? Everybody knows she was doing all that. I was like, yeah, well, y'all over there, like, you know, doing your thing. I made my own. <laughs> Then all of a sudden, everybody that, respected me, won me, teach me what you're doing. I was like, oh, the same guy that wouldn't take me to lunch? No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I just love that. I, You were dancing to the beat of your own drum. You were taking things in your own hands and creating but, your own reality. I just absolutely love that. Now, let's fast forward a few years because t- these days... You are still doing amazing in real estate, but you're an amazing blogger. You've written best-selling books. Like you have done uh-huh. so much, can you let the audience in on what you're doing today and and some of the ways that people might be able to reach out to you if they're interested in, yeah. in what you do?
1: And, and so way back, um, a book company was looking for someone to write a book on short sales. I don't know. They talked to someone else. They thought you should reach out to Duane. She does short sales. So I wrote a book called Short-Sale Pre-Foreclosure Investing. I got to publish while I published at it, Wiley Publishing. I was the number one. Now, you know, that book really sold well. Yeah, would you write a book that helps homeowners? Like, help them, like, to figure out. So I wrote a book called uh, How to Sell Your Property When It's Worth Less Than the Mortgage. So I wrote a book similar, but geared towards helping homeowners that were in distress. And then Gary Keller from Keller Williams had me in his book, um, The Millionaire. Uh, Real Estate Investor, I think oh, I should know. Yep. Millionaire Real Estate Investor. He had me in his book. And then a few years ago, I said, hey, uh, someone like to submit this article. Steve Forbes is writing a book with some multiple people and submitted an article and, or your, uh, your chapter. They chose 16 people. So I got selected to write a chapter about Real Estate investing. I was like, oh, whoo, Steve Forbes. That's, that's right. Right. And so Holy moly. Kept happening, you know. And it, when I when I think like today to that beginning, I thought there is no way I would have twenty two hundred deals under my belt. There's no way I would have written three or four books. People I mean, it's like I look at my own self some days and I wake up I'm like, I don't even know how all that happened. It just the doors just opened and God opened the doors, but I always worked hard and, and right out of the gate. Like within five deals under my belt, I was like, hey, let me help you. Let me, I don't know much, but I know this much. So I started sharing with other people like, hey, now is how I'm finding deals. This is what I'm doing. Like, let me help you because there's so many people in foreclosure. It, there can't be enough investors in South Florida to help all the people. So I just immediately had a heart for helping, helping the homeowners, helping the other investors. And I don't know, God just really blessed me. And, and now I have a podcast and I just got nominated for a People's Choice Award this year. My first one. So I'm like,
0: oh, best congratulations. You're
1: ready vote for me. So I got nominated for my first podcast award. I was like, if I win, I will die. So I'm hoping I win. And uh, oh, I don't know. It's just, I think that I've just always been blessed in the fact that I work hard. I'm not afraid to do the work. I still do the work. Yep but I always want to teach and share with other people because it's nice for me being raised in Ohio by parents that told me get out of high school, get married, have kids and work at a factory. That was the 70s. Work at a factory and that's what, and then you retire from the man. Yep. And and to became what I became from what I was told my whole life, it it just seems like it's not in a real sometimes, even still.
0: Yeah, no, you were definitely ahead of your time. I would say a trailblazer, honestly, because the two pillars of this, of my mission with Superhero by Design are growth and contribution. And you just mentioned yeah. it. You work your butt off. You're constantly growing, not afraid Always. to grow, not afraid to, to roll up your sleeves, so to speak, and, and do the hard work. But you also are constantly giving, <laughs> contributing, pouring into, into others and if you do just those two things, you will go to places like, like we said earlier, it doesn't matter how you got there, whether it was through real estate or what have you. Like if if you had done stocks or anything else or who knows what, you still would have met these amazing people in your life. Probably Steve Forbes, I'm assuming in another way. These things don't <laughs> just happen. It is not coincidence. This is the universe. This is the yeah. principle of the universe. You are operating at a frequency that is that is amazing, and that's why people are drawn to you. But it comes with but work. Thank you have to put work.
1: in the. I the kind mark.
0: Hey, I just call it as it is, and <laughs> you are just amazing. And so, what what are some of the services that you provide? Because I I know you have um, you you do training, and. Uh-huh. Uh, You have the Investors Edge University. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: So the Investors Edge University, my husband and I, so I got married. We've been married 20 years now. And so Bill and I together run the Investors Edge University. And it's it's basically um, teaching and training and just tips and blogs and videos to just, you know, help people, obviously, to get involved. Um, I do have some home study courses and things like that. I always tell people like, listen, I am not a program seller, because if you buy a short sale program where you're gonna have to still find one on how to find deals, and you're gonna still have to get another one on how to rehab and like, you know, it's a a business. But we help and train and teach people how to run a successful real estate investing a business as a whole, like all the avenues to do that. So we do a lot of one-on-one training in that way. You what know, people want to do different things. Some people want to rehab. Some want to do, yeah, you know, Airbnb. Some people want to app storage units and, you know, all the different things. So we do work and train and help people with that. And I always blog and I always podcast and I'm always doing workshops and traveling and doing workshops. And I just really focus. And I tell everyone every time, listen, I was literally raised to work in a factory. I got fired from Denny's. And I became this crazy, successful person with no education, no real estate license, no nothing. So you can't tell me you can't do it. And pre-internet. So you can't tell me you can't do that. It's, I know you can because I am living proof.
0: That's incredible. That's incredible. You now- know,
1: and I'm all about like you. I'm all about helping other people because, I mean, there's millions of people that need help all the time in all things. And I volunteer at my church with the youth girl. Um, I volunteer at the YWCA to help uh, women who have been in uh, abusive marriages. Because unfortunately, in my very early twenties, I got married on super whim to a guy I knew for like ten days, was extremely abusive. And I know women that stay in that for twenty years. You know, so I volunteer some time there, and 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 I volunteer with the homeless people because. You know, my uncle had a lot of mental illness and he was homeless off and on most of his life. Unless he was living in a place where they gave him medication, he was off on the street. He's that guy in the corner arguing with people that are not there. And so I volunteer my time to all those different things because uh, I just feel like you, like what you do with the sex trapping and stuff, I feel like you just have to, you should want to at least get back and help where you can because everybody needs help. I needed help when I started. Yeah. Everybody needs help. So be the hand that's that right. lifts people up instead of the hand that's pushing people down.
0: No, I'm with you. If, I always <laughs> tell people, if you're not a part <laughs> of the solution, you're a part of the problem. Even if you're not yeah. doing anything, that's still being a part of the problem. And you know, with me, like like I had said on your show, I grew up in suburbia. I was in uh you know, uh, nothing crazy, you know, nothing crazy in my life. Like uh, yeah, there were problems and issues in the family, like pretty much every family, but it wasn't like <laughs> as I got older, I didn't know anyone that that was homeless. I didn't know anybody that really needed like insane amounts of help that were like close within my family or, or or my inner circle. And so for me, when when I was wanting to volunteer, because I just had this this calling, this pulling to do something more and something different, I was like, I don't know what to do because like, I don't, I can't relate. Like a lot of people can relate to the people they're helping. But for me, I was like, I was kind of middle of America, average Joe. Like I, you know, who who can I help? But this thing kept coming up about sex trafficking and I just, it kept coming up. I never have known anyone in my life who has been trafficked, but it just kept coming up over and over and over again. And so at one point I had to make the decision. I was like, you know what? Either I'm going to be a part of the problem by doing nothing, or I'm going to be part of the solution. And I don't know what my skill set is, but just like you going into that first rehab, I was like, sign me up. I want to join this organization. I don't know what I can do. Give me anything and I will help however I can. And that's how I got started. And honestly, going down this journey with this nonprofit has been, it has changed my life and it has fulfilled me in ways that I never thought I could be filled because yeah. I was just being able to pour myself into other people. And when you live a life like yeah. that, of pouring into others, oh my God, your bucket will always be filled.
1: Overflowing all the time. And I tell people all the time, like it's just like that. Some people are like, well, I don't know what I need to do. It's like, you know what? Just find something. Start somewhere. And start helping other people. I mean, I remember way back when I... So I started in Florida. So I lived in... Uh, I, I I did. I worked for a decade in Florida before I met Bill. So, by the time I met my husband, you know, I've been with my own business for my daughter was 13 when we got married. I got 13 years of being single, building my business. I own a house. I got 15 rentals. I've got a car. I've got a boat. I've all stopped. stuff. And it's like, then I meet Bill and I was like, no, I am not going to come up in the mountains and like cook, oh, clean. And like, all these things are yeah. not in my wheelhouse. I will, will merge our two families and our children, and we're going to travel and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to volunteer and we're going to do all these great things. And I was extremely independent. It was a big deal for me to get married. And Bill lived up here in the mountains, and and I had a house in Florida. Like, we got to keep both houses because I'm not, I'm a beach. Girl. I'm not walking away from the beach, and you're a mountain <laughs> guy. So we can like divide that up 50 50. But there's no like coming up in the mountains and living in that cold isolation at the world. And but he was already a very successful investor when I met him. And my cardinal rule my whole time, because I had a real estate investing group in Florida, like, I'm never going to date investors. All you do is talk about real estate. So that was my number <laughs> one rule. I won't date investors. Yeah. Then I met Bill and I was like, okay, well, maybe just this one time.
0: <laughs> just this once.
1: But but I knew, I like, I knew. I know within five minutes of of medium, he was like the guy that was That's supposed awesome. to come right there. I, I knew right away. Like it, I, my heart was dropping. I just immediately knew. Um, but he was always there to helping and teaching and training. So we really had a lot of those kind of things in common. And then we got our kids involved. So now we're like this little powerhouse family and our kids own rentals and commercial buildings too. And all my kids help other people. And they like all of us do that because, I feel like that's kind of one of the best privileges, it, and even if you're not working for yourself, if you have a nine to five job, you just still volunteer some of your time to help people because there are always people less fortunate, and everybody needs a hand up.
0: You know, that's right. That's right. We 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 are called to help each other out. That that for me, that is a fundamental part of of life. The reason for living is giving. I I love to say We're that there. because. It is if if you're if you're not giving what the what the heck is accumulating all the stuff going to really give you in life?
1: Yeah, this is. I mean, there's satisfaction. I mean, listen. Don't get me wrong. I love having a house in the mountains. I love having a house at the beach. Not gonna lie. I love those things. But I don't know. I feel like if you don't get back, you just have all the stuff. You just sort of like accumulating a bunch of stuff that mentally, I, I find the rewarding. Yeah, that's my. I would point. say the majority. I've, i have a
0: hard that loves other people. Yeah, yeah uh, it 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 shows <laughs> just, just that. it shows. Um, all right, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to yeah. ask you a few questions. If anybody listens to your podcast specifically with the episode uh, that we just recorded with me on it, you actually answered my first question, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm just going to ask it again and let the audience hear what your reply is. So. Are you ready for your superhero questions?
1: Bring it on, baby. All
0: right. All right. They're almost as difficult as the first one. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> all right. If you already have one, you might not, but maybe you might. If you already have a superhero name, what is it? Or what would it be?
1: Well, it has to be Jawander. Because I I decided to build this brand I started like five years ago. I thought, you know, I've been, and I love my husband. I've been working with Bill forever, but I really just want to have my own identity. Uh, and because I had it before, then we're together. And I still work with him all the time. But it's like, I want to do something like a little more fun. Like, yeah, he's very serious. And so I took <laughs> Duan and Wonderful and I made it more like, Wonderful. I'm going to create this this wonderful world. And in the world of wonderful, we love people, we help people we share the word of God. We, we help people up, bring up people behind us. We help struggling families. And I'm just going to create this universe that is wonderful in every way. So I'm just going to have to say that, that's my super
0: <laughs> I love it. And that is so important. I'm, I'm going to keep going back to this. I don't know how many times I'm going to keep going back to this on this episode, but Creating your own reality and something like a superhero name, an alter ego, a an identity, because it really is an extension of who you already are. And once you start yeah. identifying as that, identifying as dwanderful, you create your own world. You create that's your own reality. Game. It's the, that's oh, that's amazing. I love that because
1: you I, said something about that. I said well, so I thought okay. So what is dwanderful? And at that time, I was wearing my, I changed my hair every day. So I'd have blonde hair, red hair, black hair, you know. And so when I uh, started thinking about doing this wonderful, I thought, okay, it's wonderful. Like it's wonderful. It's big. It's fantastic. And I thought, eh, that can't just be like my plain old brown hair. So I decided to test around some of these fun colors. I put like some pink and some purple and all these different things. I thought, you know what? I love having this, like, pink and purple hair. So I feel like on the outside, I look like I feel on the inside. So I was like, okay, so the oh, brand wonderful. We're going to be pink. We're going to have purple. Purple's a color of royalty and success. And we're going to have this fun brand. And people will learn from me, but they'll also have fun being a part of, like, my little wonderful universe. And so I started with the hair, and now my family—they're all like, "Oh my god, you're too old for to hair like that." I was like, "I am not." And so I have grandchildren now. I have four little grandbabies, like eight and down. And the girls love unicorns, so I—so this is what I tell myself: "Mimi me, me, is secretly I'm the queen of the unicorn, and I'm allowed, I can wear my human disguise, but I can't change my hair. So as long as my hair is this color." <laughs> You will know that I am secretly the queen of all the unicorns. You know, unicorns have bright here. and big of the purple and all the crazy colors and the rainbow stuff. That's so all. When I go to their little well, birthday, all their friends they whisper, I mean, is the queen of the unicorns. <laughs> she helps with all the good. And these little kids come up and like, can I touch your hair? And they're like, My God, it feels just like unicorn hair. And so.
0: Oh, I'm, man. I'm I just had a. Called.
1: A a unicorn.
0: That's amazing. I I just had a freaking (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs)
1: Unicorn is like a one of a kind. Like they call people like, oh, that person is a unicorn, but they're a one of a kind. It's like, that was exactly right. That fits my whole image. I am a one of a kind. So I just embraced the whole thing. Purple screwer, animal prat, got my little flamingos. Like, I'm all in on the duang.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> you are definitely a unicorn. And I just had a Ziggy Stardust flash in front of me. Yes. I, was, I was just like, man, this is a David Bowie moment, like to the extreme. Like that, I, I, I will put you at the level of David Bowie. I love David Bowie. And yeah, you are extremely wonderful. Definitely Thank a you. unicorn.
1: When he did All the right. Ziggy Stardust, I was like, oh my God, who is this amazing person? I love <laughs>
0: Most people listening probably are like, who? Ziggy? Ziggy who? No.
1: Oh, no. Y'all don't gotta out. look at He was such a trailblazer. Like a... Yes. of hard yes. trailblazer in the music industry.
0: Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, exactly. Trailblazer
1: in the industry. There I am.
0: Yeah, take Taylor Swift and, and 10X that, and that's David Bowie. Yeah. So, all right, wonderful. What are some of your superpowers? Oh well, I
1: will tell you one thing. Um, I have a knack for uh being near or around or by someone, and I can sort of feel their pain. Mm-hmm. And I will literally walk up to strangers and say, "Hey, can I pray for you? Like, what's going on? Do you need a hug?" Um, I I I meet a lot of women that are losing their house because they're going through divorce. You know. One income leaves, one income can't afford the house. And they're just really like, they're at a point where they they don't know where to go, I guess. They don't know what path to take next. And so one of the things I pride myself on is whether someone's coming in as a new real estate investor or it's a homeowner or a business person losing a building or whatever it is. I find myself very um, easily able to talk to them and kind of help them and guide them and and set them onto a path like go and do this and I think this will be a good thing and not that I don't know that I you know I don't I'm not always right or always wrong but I I really can uh have a really good well, I guess this is my superpower to help people cross over the bridge to the next phase of their life whether they're investors or they're someone buying a house on their I'm really 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 good about helping people get to the next place
0: that's awesome you're you're a guide you are able to guide them along and that is such a powerful superpower to have because there's a difference between that's true leadership right there is you guide them and you get the heck out of their way because they've got to cross that bridge themselves you're not the one crossing it for them they are crossing it themselves so being a guide helping people and also just having that 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 sense, that sixth sense to be able to be like, hey, something, something's amiss here. something, Something's going on. And honestly, there's been so many stories that I've heard over the years of people that have done what you've done. Just go up to someone and be like, hey, can I pray for you? Hey, can I give you a hug? Or just say, hey, can I just ask you how everything's going in your life? And so yeah. many times, call it divine intervention, whatever you want. I, I call it God, but being able too. to have that feeling, but then act upon it—that well, is you. a superpower, exactly. Because I,
1: oh. I can—I remember one time in specific. I was in an airport, and I saw this woman sitting there, and she just had like this shadow of darkness over her. And I thought, oh, I need—I should go. I was like, oh, I'm, she might think I'm stupid. I don't know. I was embarrassed. I thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to walk over there. I can—I know something is wrong with this woman. So I just walk over and I sat down and said, "Hey, look, I, you know." And you don't know if Adam, I don't want to be nosy, but can I just pray for you or something? I'm telling you what, this woman burst in a tear. And I mean that ugly cry that goes on. And she had so many things happening in her life. And she had just been diagnosed with cancer, like all this stuff. Oh, and, wow. and I yeah. remember sitting there afterwards thinking, I was sitting over there afraid to look stupid. And this woman needed somebody so desperately, And I was like, I'm doing it. So that, that was my first time, like, Anytime I feel it or I sense it, I'm just going up feet. It's going to go up. If they run me off, that's okay. But I'm not going to not do it because how I think I might.
0: Exactly. If it's not about I'm you. Not,
1: like, it happens a lot. Like, it a lot. I'll be walking through some crowd and I'll be like, I need to go over there. And, I, and my husband's like, I was, he's like, ah. he's like, okay, go do your thing. And and even still today, I'm like, oh, i someone someone not of like, just shoot me one day walking up but I don't know it's it's just uh, it's a gift it's discernment it's a very hard strong gift of discernment and I do it sometimes I'm scared even now but I still do it anyway because I feel like it's a gift that God gave to me
0: exactly no it definitely it's definitely different. is I, I love I love it I love those super superpowers. so my last superhero question is who are your real-life superheroes?
1: I don't know. You know, honestly, I, I, I guess everyone probably should have like a real-life superhero, but I think it's like, um, gosh, I makes me cry. I don't know. I feel like i like my children. Yep. I'm sorry. I never really thought about it. I feel like maybe my kids are my superheroes because I raised them and I did the best I could with them and I see what they do. And I was like, look at these beautiful children and look at what they do. Like how much more they do than I did. And uh, so, I don't know. Cut me off guard.
0: Uh, (laughs) I don't know that.
1: that (laughs) I don't really have like people up here like, oh my God, I love this person. I feel like my kids are my superheroes and my grandkids, just seeing them and how kind they are and all the things they do or my little grandkids help people as little as they are and my children and i'm just like those are my heroes right there those kids turned out amazing
0: that's amazing and not, that's, i don't know that's not, have... I'm not,
1: that, not an answer or not i brought me into tears no. so clearly
0: i no, feel it that, that is the perfect answer because it is different for everybody some people idolize sports stars business people you know how, how many people have to talk about like grant cardone or uh gary v or people like that you know no but no honestly honestly yeah
1: i love all those guys i follow all those guys but i don't know them enough to know like what their heart's like really and i think the superhero yeah. part it's what's really in your heart really so are they being yeah. who they are to make money and making things are amazing, but behind closed doors, are they assholes or are they really great people? And yeah. I see my children and I see my little grandkids walking up to people. And like, my little granddaughter walks up and touches people's face. And she's like, You're so beautiful. I'm just like, oh my God. These children, my kids, they literally melt my soul. They know what's in there is real. And that is what a superhero is to me. Somebody that's truly real, not. That's right. Personal client and then media real. Really real.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I'm I don't know
1: if awareness or job, but that's the first thing that came to my mind. So
0: Hey, the first thing that comes to your mind is always the right answer. It's always intuition. Follow your intuition, follow your gut, because yeah. that's what, what what the truth is. So no, yes. I really appreciate you sharing that.
1: Oh my God. So, I broke down tears. All right, guys. I never cry. So <laughs> I, sometimes I do, and then I'm like, "Oh my god!" I start crying on a podcast. Sometimes I do, like you know what? That's because I'm a real person. I got a real heart, and I am a loving and sensitive person. And I really care well, about.
0: I appreciate you being so vulnerable and o- opening yourself up like that. So, for people listening, how what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: So easy. Just type in DeWonderful. And I'm on social media. It's my website. It's my YouTube channel or Dwan Ben Twybert. I'm there too. But Dwan you'll know, just 5,000 pages will pop up about all the stuff. So <laughs> oh, I'm on TikTok and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel and I'm a website. And so I'm just, I don't know, I'm all over. The-
0: I love that. I love it. If you could leave I'm one on thing I'm for the audience. I
1: Twitter twice, though.
0: Yeah. Well, Twitter is <laughs> one of those uh, pretty negative social media outlets. Probably. So I keep
1: yeah. up Twitter twice. It's like, you know what? Twitter's not a real place anyway. So that's the only place you can't find it. I'm on LinkedIn, like all of the stuff except for Twitter.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Just look up Dwan, Wonderful. You will find her. Yeah. Right. We we covered a lot of ground. If you could leave yeah. one thing with the audience like like a tool that they could use, it it could be real estate, it could be their personal life. What's one thing that somebody can take away from this conversation with and implement immediately in their lives?
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, I I if I could tell anybody one thing, It would be no matter what you know, what you've heard, what you think, what you think about yourself, believe in yourself and take the first step because nothing's going to happen until you take the first step and you don't have to know what you're doing. You don't even really have to know what the first step is, but you have to have enough faith in yourself. And if I take this step, it'll lead to the second step and that'll lead to the third step. And then 30 years later, you'll be sitting here talking like I am to you and go like, thanks. I got five hundred million steps behind me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, Have no, you been I, I love it. it.
1: I, just muster it up and take steps.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a country singer, Dirks Bentley, and he has a song called "Mountain," there. and he and he lives in Colorado as well, coincidentally enough. And I just I just love that song because he talks about climbing a mountain and step after step after step and then once he gets to the top of that mountain he looks up it, and there's another mountain so it's just that's such a great metaphor for life is yeah, yeah. You know what they say the journey of a million steps all all starts with that first step and sure, once you right, get to like where you the...
1: yeah oh, no no go, go right ahead but when i get like well like when all the stuff with my divorce i was like well you know i could like just wait table, whatever. But I was like, I, I don't want to do that. So I, I have to take a step. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was terrified. I really truly didn't know what I was doing. The fact that I had was the little bit of knowledge I had, I was like, if my student came to me and said, hey, I did a deal on the hug and a handshake. I Like, no, that is not how we're going to do things. But people are always afraid to take the first step because they're afraid to fail. That's right. If failure is unfair, failure Failure is a lesson. If you'll take it as a lesson instead of a setback, it's okay to fail. I failed at lots of things, but I learned from every single time.
0: That's right. Failure for me is just an opportunity to grow.
1: Yeah. You have to fail. No one's going to get it right 100% of the time. Nobody. Like, literally nobody.
0: Literally nobody. I agree with you 100% there. All right, last question. Look in the future. Crystal ball, next five years. What's on the horizon? I know you've rid, ridden the roller coaster of life and um, this might be a, a dumb question, but do you have any plans for the next five years or are you just enjoying life one day at a time?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. My husband and I, um, so I'll try to keep this as short as possible. He in in Clinton, Iowa. It's a little town in Iowa and it's the Mississippi River. And there's a bridge and right there's the Illinois. here's where he's from. So we go back to all the reunions and, you know, in, in Ohio and in Iowa. And he's in this really cute little town called Clinton. And we went back to a couple of reunions. I was like, you know, this has the cutest downtown I've ever seen. But it's like time yeah. just left. Like literally left. Half the buildings are boarded up and you could tell it was amazing at one time. So I said, I think we... Should get a hold of whoever, meet with the city planners or something, see what they have going on. I think we should try to like bring back this downtown. <laughs> so we met with like a building person, we met with different people, and they're like, oh yeah, this is an opportunity. It's only like three blocks wide and three blocks this way, the little nine block area right smack on the river. And they built this beautiful dike, and they've got a swimming pool, and they've got a bandshell, and they've got the Lumber Kings. Um, Baseball, which is part of the Marlins, just all this stuff. And so we said, you know what? We're going to help bring back this downtown. They're doing a re-beautification. They need some ambassadors to step in. And the last uh, four years, we bought twenty buildings that were boarded up. Twenty buildings. And so oh, wow. we have a five-year project to get all the buildings done, restored back to their beautiful grace get them all rented out and you know bring back the downtown so i am uh, currently working on rehabbing a town
0: you are literally <laughs> rebuilding a town and changing the world that is incredible i have never
1: that the kind talked to somebody
0: it's it's amazing it's like something out of a movie it's literally something out of a movie i'm you definitely need to to keep in touch with me about that because I want to see your journey on that every step of the way.
1: And come there. I tell everyone, if you want to invest, under Clinton, in Iowa, we've had like five other investors come in town and buy a building. And the property values in just last year, this year, of those buildings have gone up 48% in the, the last year. I said, that's because- That's an incredible investment. In to cover a whole the windows, people are putting in uh, breweries, and restaurant that we put in an antique mall, and I put in a clothing, I don't know, they went retail. I put in a clothing boutique and a coffee shop and like all these little things, and it's bustling. And there's just all these little great things that are happening. And I told Bill, I remember a couple of years ago, we were sitting around talking one night, and I said, Do you know anyone that just said, Hey, let's just redo it downtown, like a hotel? I said, I think we're on the person I know that's like not a building, not two buildings. 20, 20 buildings.
0: Like, oh my right, goodness. Stop
1: buying buildings and let's fix what we've got.
0: Let's work on so, what we got, yeah.
1: We're doing, or I'm rejuvenating and bringing back. I'm participating along with other people, of course, that some people have buildings and some people are buying buildings, but they, I don't know. It was like a town that time forgot and it's so bustly, right? It's shocking. Like, dang, we started...
0: That's so cool. That is so I cool. Once my, again, you are
1: or seven or eight year goals, a lot of a lot of buildings. But uh we're all over it. We're having so much fun. I don't think I've ever had this much fun because it's like I don't have to worry about money so we can do this and focus on this. It's like, oh God. And then, of course now the mayor invites us over and we get invited to all this stuff. It's like, ooh. So I said, I want to get a city a key to the city. <laughs> I don't know why. And I wanna be able to flip on the Christmas tree when they do the tree lighting. I said those are my two goals. I want to be like a five, ten, nine, one, boom. I want to be about five, five, three. I'm going to achieve this city. I've got goals I never even thought I'd have.
0: That's right. That's right. No, I, I love that. I love that. So, well, Dwan, wonderful. it has been absolutely wonderful having you on this show. I really appreciate your time, your expertise your jubilance. You are an amazing human being. So I'm just so blessed that I have had this opportunity to uh, to have you on the show. So thank you very much. Yeah.
1: Thank you, Ace. And thank all of you for listening. I, I always tell people, and I want to tell you, I always appreciate how valuable our time is. So I'm always really honored when someone chooses to spend their time with me because you could be doing a lot of other things. So I appreciate you and I appreciate your time and your effort and your energy. And I love what you're doing as well.
0: I, True. I appreciate that. And I th- I think we're kindred spirits because I always sign <laughs> out saying that too. You could spend your time anywhere, but you chose to be here with me. And I, time is our most precious commodity. So I appreciate your time and your willingness to come onto the show and, and just be yourself. So thank you very much. And for everybody listening, once again, this is Dwan Dwanterful Bent Twyford. I said it well, right. All right. You said it right. <laughs> so. Check her out. Go to her website, dwonderful.com. Check her out on social media everywhere except Twitter and just really (laughs) see what she's doing. She is literally changing the world. So Dwonderful, thank you once again so much for coming on.
1: Thank you guys. Thank you everybody. God bless you guys.
0: All righty. So for everybody listening, thank you once again for checking in on superhero by design like Wonderful just said, you could be anywhere, but you chose to be here with me and my wonderful guests. So I cannot be more blessed and honored to have you here. I just hope to keep adding value time and time again as much as I can, cause I'm gonna keep showing up and keep giving it my best. So remember with great power, there must also come great responsibility. And like that, he's gone. Peace out.